You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me today. We're talking about the fight of faith, the good fight of faith. What is a good fight? Well, a good fight is a faith uh, fight that you win. And uh, if you didn't win, you didn't have a good fight. And so we have good fights because we are meant to win these fights. There's not a fight you'll get into that you do not have the capability of winning. There's no temptation has taken you but such as common demand that God will with every temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. In other words, if you're in it, you can win it. And so that's the attitude we need to have. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. I'm reading from the New King James Bible. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Now think about that for a minute. Through the heavens. Why would that be significant? Well, according to the Word of God, the heavens around us, the invisible atmosphere that you and I cannot see, This is filled with evil spirits, forces, fallen angels that oppose the things of God. It's where Satan lives. Satan's not in hell. He is walking about around the earth looking for people to devour. He wants to hinder the plan of God. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession." Now he is saying, since Jesus went up from earth through all of these beings, they couldn't stop him, and he's over them, let us hold on to our confession. Now if you don't understand what the word confession means, um, a lot of people think of it as just something that you say, uh, you're going to miss the point here. Why didn't the Apostle Paul and I believe he's the author of Hebrews, why didn't he tell us to hold fast our faith? Uh, He didn't. He said, let us hold fast our profession. Faith is identified by its profession or its confession. In other words, if you have no confession, you have no faith. Man, I remember when I was a baby Christian, I'd just given my heart to Christ, but I wasn't sure I was saved. And the devil was just beating me up over this, telling me that I really didn't uh, receive anything from God. And there were times that I didn't feel God. And the devil would tell me, uh, see there, this isn't real. And then I had seen all of these kids in the prayer room. About a hundred of us came to Christ that night. Most of them were crying. Boys and girls were weeping when they received Christ. I didn't feel anything. I couldn't weep. I probably wanted to, but I couldn't. And so the devil was saying to me, you didn't get anything because you weren't crying. And I looked around at all these people who were crying when they received Christ. And I thought, man, I guess I, I, I probably told one too many sacrilegious jokes or I'm, I'm too hard. Or maybe I really didn't mean it. Maybe I'm a phony and, and God sees through my phoniness and he's not receiving me. And so fortunately for me, I had some training and listen to me. This is why you need to stay 
a part of a church. You need to be around older believers. You need a pastor. When I would go to church, it blew me away how God would answer my questions in the pastor's sermons. And in this particular instance, it was a pastor who came for a visit who happened to be my uncle. And I told him that I wasn't sure that I was saved. And he said, you are saved. He said, did you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead? And I said, yes. He said, then did you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord? And I said, yes, I did. Then he said, you're saved. And he showed me Romans 10, 9. He said, this says you shall be saved if you do those two things. You told me you did those two things, right? And I said, yes, sir, I did. He said, then you're saved. If you're not saved, then the Bible is a lie. Now, boy, that was a heavy statement. Well, I knew better than that. Now, a lot of people don't have that kind of faith in the Bible today. I did. I believe that the Bible said it. It was true. So I said, okay, then it must be true. I quit having those thoughts. They, they, they seldom ever came after that. And if I wanted to get rid of them, I merely quoted that verse. I confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believed in my heart that God raised him from the dead. Therefore, I am saved. Boom. All of those negative feelings went away. Listen to me. You don't gauge whether or not you have something from God by what you feel. Your feelings will flat out lie to you. Uh, I know some people who are paranoid about their spouses, super jealous. They're thinking maybe their spouse has cheated on them when in fact the spouse has not. Sometimes I know that that's true. It's possible. Uh, but many times there are people who accuse their spouses of cheating and there's no substance to it at all. They just believe the wrong thing. The devil lies to us and uses our feelings to convince us. And you cannot give place to all those negative feelings. Now, any believer who has a fight of faith is going to have a steady confession. That means that throughout your fight, you are going to continue to say something. Why is that? Because you are going to continually have doubts. Doubts will come at your mind quite often. It's not something that just happens every now and then. It's something that comes in a steady flow. That's why that you should continually be ready to speak and declare your faith. Here's why this is important. We want to discourage the kingdom of darkness. And you know that every time that you win a victory, you win a faith victory, that the kingdom of darkness is diminished because of your faith in God. That's what I want to do. I want to diminish the kingdom of darkness. Now, here's what confession really is. Confession is not just talking. It is saying something that someone else said before you. That's what confession is. It is to say something that another person, a more important person, has said before you said it. So listen to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Meaning this, that Jesus is an apostle, that means he is sent you didn't ask for him to come. You didn't know you needed a Savior. God knew you needed a Savior, so he sent Jesus. That's what an apostle is. He's someone who is sent on a mission by God. So consider, think about 
the one who was sent by God, and he's a high priest. What is a high priest? A high priest who is, is one who makes up the gap between someone who has sinned and God who is perfect. So Christ was sent by God on your behalf to bring you salvation, and he's also your high priest because he makes up the gap between your sins and a perfect holy God. So you need to think about him. And he is called the apostle and the high priest of our confession, meaning that the words that we say are words that God has said first. They're words that Jesus said first. The word confession is from the Greek, and it's a word homo, which means same, logio, which means word, same word. So a confession of faith is someone who speaks the same word as the one who is over them. And since Jesus is over you and he comes first, you are saying what he says. So when you're speaking a confession of faith, you're speaking the same word. That's why it's so important that you speak scripture. Because when you're speaking scripture, you're not speaking your own ideas. You're speaking what God has said. That's what gives you power. Now this is amazing to me. Uh, I, I found this not long ago, and I thought, wow, this is one of the most powerful sequences of Scripture I've ever seen. This is when uh, the children of Israel had come out of Egypt, and they were preparing to go into battle in the land of Canaan to fight and take the land that God had given them. Listen to the first four verses of Deuteronomy chapter 20. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you who brought you up from the land of Egypt. So it shall be when you are on the verge of battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people." See, Jesus is our priest, but he said that in this instance, there is a priest from among the priesthood of Israel who will come and speak to the people, and he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you're on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint, do not be afraid, do not tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Now, this is fascinating to me, and here's why. You're, you're a, a, an Israeli soldier. You're getting ready to go out to battle. You're outnumbered. The enemy against you has better weapons than you. They're more in number than you are. And uh, they may be bigger people than you are. But all of the fear is washed away because one priest comes and says the words that God has told him to say. One priest. God didn't say you need a priest for every soldier. God said one priest could do this for the whole army. And you see this being manifested in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17 when David went out to fight Goliath. And the whole of the army of Israel was deathly afraid of Goliath. Nobody wanted to fight him. And when David showed up on the battlefield, he was the only person who spoke faith. 
And David spoke. He didn't just believe. He said things. How do we know he had faith? Listen to his talk. He told the king, let no man's heart fail because of this man. He said, I went out and fought a lion and a bear and I slew them. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be just like one of them. You read about all the things David said. He didn't just act. He didn't just sling a stone. He spoke and declared what he was going to do. And he's the only one on the battlefield who did that. And he succeeded. His faith was enough. That's how potent God's Word is. That's why you and I are to hold on to a confession because a confession of faith saying the same thing that God has said earlier. It's a very powerful, powerful thing. Now let me tell you what happens here. Jeremiah 1.12 Then the Lord said unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. That's the revised version. For keeping watch am I over my word to perform it. That's Rotherham. I am likewise awake over my word to fulfill it. That's the Berkeley. Well seen, I too watch over my word to see it fulfilled. That's the Jerusalem Bible. All of these translations of Jeremiah 1.12 tell us this, that God watches to see if someone is speaking His word. And when God sees someone speaking and believing His word... He steps in to fulfill it. That's what he wants to do. And it doesn't take a majority. Faith can work because one person dares to believe. Well, that's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.